Test, check, test. We got a little echo. Echo, 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 Testing one two. Check. Good morning. Welcome to Resurrection Sunday. Hope and pray that you are having an exciting. Sunrise service we were playing a few minutes ago, actually about an hour ago when the sun came up right as we were playing. It was amazing, and uh, I know the clouds are covering. We're thanking God for the rain today, but we encourage you to enjoy and worship. Uh, we're going to start with a, a word of prayer and just give God glory for this day. Father, we thank you for your love and your mercy and your grace. We thank you that you are alive, Jesus, alive forevermore, and because of your uh, resurrection, we have life. We thank you for that. We thank you for salvation. Thank you for the sacrifice that you made on Calvary's cross so that our sin can be forgiven. And Father, we just pray today in everything that we do that we exalt the name of Jesus Christ, the risen Savior. And Lord, for those who may not know you, we pray, God, that your Holy Spirit work in their heart, that you bring about conviction that their lives will be eternally changed as they surrender and submit and call out to you to save them today. Father, we just love you and we praise you. And we give you glory for all things, for it's in the name of Jesus we pray. We have a living Savior. His name is Jesus, and my Redeemer is alive and well. Every other God that's ever been in, in the world is dead. There's a tomb that's full of bones, but Jesus' tomb is empty this morning. My Redeemer lives. I know He rescued my soul. His blood has covered my sin. I believe, I believe. My shame is taken away. And my pain, my pain is sealed in His name. I believe, I believe. How about you? I raise a banner. My 
rescued my soul his blood is covered my sin I believe I believe yes I do my shame is taken away and my pain my pain is healed in his name I believe I believe how about you I'll raise a banner My Lord has come Craving my Redeemer lives 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 my Redeemer lives, my Redeemer lives. You lift my burden, I'll rise with you. I'm dancing on this mountain top to see your kingdom come. My Redeemer lives. My Redeemer lives, 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 and my Redeemer lives, my Redeemer lives, and my Redeemer lives, my Redeemer Amen. How many of you believe that this morning? Give the Lord a praise offering. Amen. Hallelujah. This song represents everyone who is a born-again believer in Jesus Christ. We have life forevermore because of Him. And I was buried beneath my shame. And who could carry that kind of weight? It was my tomb. Till I met you And I was breathing But not alive All my failures I tried to hide It was my tomb Till I met you Till I met you Call my name and I ran out of that grave out of the darkness to your glorious day. 
call my name And I'm an Now your mercy has saved my soul And now your freedom is all I know We all made you Jesus, when I met you, oh, one day, when you called my name, and I ran out of that grave, out of the darkness, into your glorious day, you called my name, and I ran out of that grave, out of darkness to your glorious day come on put your hands together I know y'all can do that in your cars that's not too bad alright here we go I needed to rescue my sin was heavy chains break at the weight of your glory I needed shelter I was an orphan but you called me a citizen of heaven when I was broken you were my healing now your love is the end and I'm breathing I have a future my eyes are open cause when you call my name You called my name And I ran out of that grave Out of the darkness Into your glorious day Amen. Give the Lord a praise offering. You're alive today because Jesus is alive. that once was crowned with thorns is crowned with glory now the Savior knelt to wash our feet now at his feet we bow The one who wore our sin and shame Now robed in majesty The radiance of perfect love Now shines for all to see Your name, your name his victory, all praise will rise to 
Christ the King. Your name, your name is victory. All praise will rise to Christ the King. The fear that held us now gives way to Him who is our peace. His final breath upon the cross is now alive in me. Your name, your name is victory. All praise will rise to Christ our King. Your name, your name is victory. All praise will rise to Christ our King. By your Spirit I will rise from the ashes of defeat, the resurrected King. Is resurrected me in your name. I come alive to declare the victory. The resurrected King is resurrected. By your Spirit, I will rise from the ashes of defeat. The resurrected King is resurrected me. Your name I come alive to declare your victory. The resurrected King is resurrecting me. By your Spirit I will rise from the ashes of defeat. The resurrected King is resurrecting me. In your name I come alive. Declare your victory. The resurrected King is resurrecting me. Yeah. Resurrecting me. Oh. The tomb of soldiers watched in vain was borrowed for three days. His body there would not remain. Our God has robbed the grave. Our God has robbed the grave. Your name, your name is victory. Oh, praise will rise. Christ our King, your name, your name is victory, all praise will rise to Christ our King, by your Spirit I will rise from the ashes of defeat, the resurrected King is resurrecting me. 
name I come alive to declare your victory. The resurrected King is resurrecting me. By your name I will rise from the ashes of defeat. The resurrected King is resurrecting me. In your name I come alive to declare your victory. The resurrected King is resurrecting me. Is resurrecting me. Amen. I hope you know Jesus to be Lord in your life. Across my mind to Calvary Where Jesus bled and died for me I see his wounds, his hands, his feet, my Savior on that cursed tree. His body bound and drenched in tears, they laid him down in Joseph's tomb. The entrance sealed by heavy stone Messiah still and all alone Oh, praise the name of the Lord our God Oh, praise His name Forevermore, for endless days, we will sing your praise, O Lord, O Lord our God. And then on third at break of dawn, the Son of Heaven again on trampled death where is your sting the angels roar for Christ the King oh praise the name of the Lord our God oh praise his name for Turn in robes of white The blazing sun shall pierce the night And I will rise among the saints 
my gaze transfixed on Jesus' face.
sing hallelujah. Come on, church. We sing hallelujah. We sing hallelujah. The Lamb is overcome. We sing hallelujah. We sing hallelujah. We sing hallelujah. The Lamb is overcome. We sing hallelujah. We sing hallelujah, we sing hallelujah, the Lamb is overcome. And we, we sing, sing hallelujah, we sing hallelujah, we sing hallelujah, the Lamb is overcome. And we sing hallelujah, we sing hallelujah. we do sing hallelujah as we shout thank you hallelujah to the lamb of god who came to this earth and took away our sin debt paid the price for our sin gave us life forevermore father we thank you for that and just pray god now as we get ready to open your word and see the the truth of the resurrection and the the hope that we have in it god that will bring glory and honor to you and all that we do lord help us to live in such a way that the world sees you in us. Father, thank you, Jesus, for going to an old rugged cross, but thank you more for conquering death, hell, and the grave. And we give you glory for it in this place, for it's in the name of Jesus we pray. And all God's people said, Amen. Happy Easter! Hope everybody can hear me. If you can't, tell me. We'll turn it up. Everybody got a thumbs up on that? All right. Good to see you. What an awesome and beautiful day. One of the amazing things. We've been drying. The Lord's going to give us some rain today. I don't know if y'all are excited about that, but I am. And uh, so I welcome you to our sunrise service. And the sun is over that way. 
cloud's a little thick. But I want to share with you this morning just briefly about uh, a message that God's laid upon my heart. The death of death. The death of death. Yeah, you heard it right. You know, the most historical day in human history is today. It's Easter or Resurrection Sunday. It's mankind's hope to become a reality. Sin has been defeated. Death has been overcome. And life forevermore is made real. Why? Because Jesus is alive. Happy Easter to you. Happy Easter. I hope and pray that you can say that I'm alive because Jesus is alive and I know Him as my personal Lord and Savior. So my question this morning is, why do we celebrate Easter? What is Easter? What is the celebration all about? There's a lot of people today are kind of bummed out and gloomed out. A lot of people through the weekend, they couldn't do egg hunts, they couldn't dye eggs, they couldn't do a lot of things that they wanted to do. And a lot of us think that that's what Easter's about, going to, to the stores and buying these nice clothes and wearing them. And I told somebody today I wear a tie three occasions, okay? If you get married, yeah. If you get buried, yeah. And then if it's Easter Sunday. So you've seen me wearing a tie today. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, I just tried to do that and hope that you're okay with that and you'll forgive me for that. But there's a lot of people I know on Facebook, my mom included, who last week she was like, it's great to hear you, huh? It's cutting out. Is it cutting out? I don't hear it cutting out either. Okay. Sounds good? Okay, just want to make sure some people back there says it's cutting out. I can't hear it cutting out. Is it cutting out? It's cracking. That's snap, crackle, and pop. We'll be all right. Uh, I ate some Rice Krispies this morning. Actually, I didn't. Uh, so Easter, it's an amazing celebration. If you want to, I'll pick up this other microphone if it helps out a little bit better. And uh, we'll throw this one away. Some people were discouraged. Check test one, two. Sound better? I got a few nods. Okay, we'll try this. Uh, we'll do the best that we can with a handheld, but hopefully you can still hear everything that's going on. And uh, great to see you. So Easter is a time that has forever changed history. I would have loved to have had a service on Friday to celebrate the death to celebrate what Jesus did when He was beaten, to celebrate Him on Calvary's cross when we see uh, that He took my sin debt and your sin debt upon Himself. That wasn't the case. Hopefully you took some time and you studied God's Word and you looked at what was going on on Good Friday. There was a lot of awesome messages Friday morning all the way through, all, all the, way through the day on Friday. Uh, there was a good uh, Friday service, I think, on TBN with Chris Tomlin and friends and Mike Cicado. I watched that and had an awesome time, but we weren't able to do that. But, but Good Friday is an amazing day and what was good about it was that our sin debt was finally being paid for somebody was willing to exchange their life, their righteousness for our sinfulness and that was the person of Jesus Christ and he did that and the only way that that could happen is because Jesus was 100% man and he was 100% sinless and he was the only sacrifice that was perfect and could deal with our sin problem and so when Jesus went to Calvary's cross and shed His blood, the Bible says that while He was there, that the sky became black for about three hours. He was taking the sin debt upon Himself. He, he, he cried out to His Father, My God, My God, why have You forsaken Me? He was separated from the Father because now He who knew no sin had become sin so that we could become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians 5.21 
You see, here's an amazing fact. Jesus could have took the beatings. Jesus could have took the nails on an old rugged cross. He could have even taken the crown of thorns and the spear in His side. But if He would have never taken our sin, He would have never died. You see, the Bible tells us in Romans 6.23 that the wage of sin is death. The wage of sin is death. Jesus would have never died. It would have been an impossibility. Yes, He was 100% man, but He had lived perfect up until that point. Then He took our sin death, and then death was allowed to happen. And He died, and He literally was dead, and he, he was dead, He was taken off the cross, and He was placed in a borrowed tomb. And there He lay in that borrowed tomb, and some amazing things happened. He took the wrath of God upon Himself. He went to hell, and while he was in hell, he set the captives free. Matthew talks about the saints that walked around. Revelation talks about him holding the keys of death and hell in his hand. He set the captives free. And then on the third day, hallelujah, the day that we're celebrating right now, he rose up out of the grave, and he is alive forevermore. You see, Good Friday was an amazing thing. But thank God... Thank God for Resurrection Sunday. You see, there's some things that happened. The first was Jesus exchanged His righteousness for our sinfulness. Secondly, He atoned for all the sin of mankind when He became a sufficient sacrifice. And thirdly, He eradicated the stronghold of Satan on humanity. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14 says that through death He might destroy him who has the power of death, that is the devil. You see, when Jesus died on the rugged cross, Satan stepped back and started clapping and started chilling he said i've won that was on friday guess what happened sunday came hallelujah we are sunday today he's alive forevermore easter therefore is a celebration of god's great love story played out on a stage for humanity it's god's redemptive plan which was completely put into place so that all of mankind past present and future could have a relationship with god through jesus christ and spend eternity with him in heaven this amazing thing about easter was not only was it about his sacrificial death but it's the reason that we celebrate is we have life in jesus christ jesus said i am the way the truth and the life no man comes to the father except through me we do not have life if we don't know jesus christ to be our lord and savior and there's some people who are listening right now and some people who are here this morning right now in Moss chapel baptist church's parking lot you don't know jesus christ as your personal lord and savior and you don't have life and you've got a lot of fear and a lot of uncertainty but that can change today because jesus died and he rose again to give you life if you'll just call out to him if you have your bibles turn with me to first corinthians chapter 15 i want to share the scripture for today I want to share with you about how Jesus' resurrection brought about a death to death. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, Paul was writing to the church at Corinth, and in verse number 3 he says this, For I delivered to you first of all that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that He was buried, and that He rose again on the third day according to the Scriptures, and that He was seen by Cephas and then by the twelve, and after that, he was seen by over 500 brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain to this present. But some have fallen asleep. And after that, he was seen by James and by all the apostles. And then last of all, he was seen by me also as one that's born out of due time. For I am the least of the apostles, who am not worthy to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And His grace towards me 
was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Therefore, whether it was I or they, so we preached, and so you believed. Now if Christ has preached that He has been raised from the dead, how is it that some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there's no resurrection from the dead, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty and our faith is also empty. Yes, and we are found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that He raised up Christ, whom He did not raise up, if, in fact, the dead did not rise. For if the dead do not rise, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, then your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. Then also, those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men the most pitiable. But now, Christ is risen from the dead and has become the firstfruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since by man death came, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. For all in Adam... Or in Adam all die, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. But each one in his own order, Christ the firstfruits, and afterward those who were Christ at His coming. Then comes the end when He delivers the kingdom of God, the Father, when He puts an end to all the rule of the authorities and powers that He must reign till He has put all of His enemies under His feet. The last enemy that is destroyed is death. Father, we thank You for the truth of the reading of Your Word. And I pray, God, that as we look at Your Word this morning, that we will see the reality that death is dead. It has no more power, no more authority, no more rule, and no more reign in the believer in Jesus Christ whose life has been changed forevermore by the blood of Jesus Christ. And Father, I pray that we live in that hope and we live in that excitement and we live in that truth and that we live in such a way that a lost and dying world can see You in us and be transformed because they want to come to know Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior as well. God, thank You for Easter Sunday. Oh, thank You for Good Friday, but thank You more for Easter Sunday because we have life in Your life. Now I pray, Lord, for the words of my mouth and meditations of my heart to be acceptable to You, O God, for it's in the name of Jesus I pray. Amen. I want to share with you three realities this morning about the death of death. The first reality is this, is the truth of the resurrection. There's truth in the resurrection. The Bible says right here that the Scriptures tell us the truth. It says, For I delivered to you in in 15.3, which I also had received, that Christ died for our sin according to the Scriptures. And that He was buried and He rose again on the third day according to the Scripture. You see, Scripture is true. Jesus lived and He died according to the Scripture. A lot of people think that maybe Jesus didn't die. Maybe He swooned. Maybe He faked His death. Maybe He did a lot of things. But there's a fact. Jesus died. He had no life left in Him. And because of that, he was able to conquer death, hell, and the grave and rise again on the third day. History will tell us there was a man named Jesus of Nazareth. Not only does the Bible tell us that, but the writings of Josephus and so many other ancient historians will tell us there was a good man. There was a prophet. His name was Jesus of Nazareth and he lived and he was killed on a cross on Gotha's hill. 
So we know that Jesus died according to the Scripture. We also know that He was buried according to the Scriptures. In Mark chapter 15, verses 42 through 47, it talks about a man named Joseph of Marimathea. And he had a tomb, and he came and he took the body of Jesus. He and Nicodemus took the body of Jesus, and they put it in a tomb, a borrowed tomb. It was Joseph's tomb. It was a tomb for Joseph to be buried in. But he put Jesus in there because he didn't want to see his body hanging there, and the body couldn't stay on the cross. They wanted to deal with it in the right way. They took him and they buried him, so much so that they sealed the tomb. They put a guard outside, so there was no way that Jesus was going to just come out. There's no way that the scared disciples who had already tucked their tails and ran because they saw their Savior die, and they were thinking, you know what, we could be next. They weren't going to go in and rob the body. And so now all of a sudden we see that he's dead. He's been buried in a borrowed tomb. And the Bible also says that He rose again according to the Scriptures in Luke chapter 24, verses 5 and 6. The women, Mary Magdalene and Martha and the mother of Mary, they came to the tomb and they're there. And two angels are sitting there and they look at them and say, Why do you seek the living among the dead? You see, Jesus is alive. He rose again according to the Scriptures. Scripture is true. It validates itself. It tells that Jesus died, that He was buried, and that He rose again. But how can we trust Scripture? A lot of people think that this book is just a history book. It's just a book of great stories. It's just one of those things that can kind of cheer you up. Well, I can tell you there's about 150 prophecies throughout this, this Bible that we have that have already been fulfilled, and there's about 100 more that are going to be fulfilled. Every one that's been predicted in the Word of God has happened, except for the ones that are yet to come. There's not any mistake been written that's in here. The Bible tells us in 2 Timothy 3.16 that all Scripture is breathed by God. It says it's inspired by God. If you look at it in the original language, it means that God breathed it. God breathed it, and man wrote it down. I don't know if God climbed inside of each person as they started pinning out Scripture, but that's what I believe. That's how perfect I believe Scripture is, is that God wrote it through mankind in such an amazing way. It's His truth. It's His love story for us. We know that Scripture is true. In John chapter 1, verse 1, the Bible says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, talking about Jesus Christ. And then it goes on to say that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us in verse 14. So we know that the Word is real. The Bible also tells us in Isaiah that the grass will wither and the flower will fade, but the Word of my God shall stand forever. There's truth in the Word of God. I've talked to firefighters. I've talked to people who've been in storms and a lot of different things. And, and there could be tremendous damage in homes, in car accidents, in a lot of things. I mean, things that are burnt to a crisp and there's always something that's usually left unscathed and it's always the Word of God. You see, there's truth in, in the Word of God. Jesus said this in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. He tells us in John chapter 5 that if we know the truth, if we know Him, the truth will set us free. We can validate, we can understand, we know that Scripture is true. So there's truth in the resurrection. There's also eyewitness account. Anytime you go into a court of law and you've got... Uh, a trial that's being had and you got somebody who's defending a case. They're looking for eyewitness account to disclaim whatever they're being charged with. And those who are prosecuting the case are looking for eyewitness account to defend or to stand up and say this is what really happened. 
And so there's eyewitness account. The Bible says here that, 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 that Jesus was seen by women. He was seen by Peter. He was seen by the twelve. He was seen by over 500 people at one time. And then James and then the apostles. And then Paul as one born out of due time. You see, Paul was on the road to Damascus and Jesus met him there. My question to you, have you met Jesus? You see, you're on a Damascus road this morning. Have you met the resurrected Jesus Christ? Has He come and resurrected in your life to give you life forevermore? There's truth in the Word of God. And because there's truth, death is dead because there's truth in the resurrection. But secondly, death is dead because there's power in the resurrection. There's power in the resurrection. Jesus rose again. There's power to change lives. We see on the night in which Jesus was being betrayed on the night in which Jesus was being tried, on the night before Jesus' crucifixion, His number one spokesperson, Peter, steps on the scene. And he looks at Jesus and he says, Look, Lord, I will go with you all the way to the end. And Jesus looks at him with love in his heart and love in his eyes and says, Peter, you're going to deny me three times before the rooster crows. Peter said, No. And Scripture will tell us that he denied Jesus three times and he heard the rooster crow and he looked off and he saw him and he called eye contact with him and he wept. But the amazing thing is, when he met the resurrected Jesus, Jesus told him he wanted him to feed his sheep. And it was a day called Pentecost. And Peter rose up and he spoke with power, not his own power, power of the Holy Spirit. And he spoke the truth about who Jesus Christ was. One of the greatest sermons that was ever preached. 3,000 people came to be saved, to be born again that day. The church began when Peter preached the boldness at Pentecost. Here's a guy who was scared to death, who was vehemently cussing and saying, look, I don't know this Jesus, but now he's standing up for him realizing it could cost him his life. But he's standing up and he's preaching Jesus Christ. There's another by the name of Paul who in Acts chapter 7, he was holding the coats of those who were stoning Stephen. He was like, hey guys, you can't kill him. Give me, give me those coats so you can wind up and you can throw those rocks a little harder. And Paul on the road to Damascus, the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ, the resurrected Jesus, came and met him there and he had an encounter face to face and he started following Jesus and not destroying the church. And he wrote over half the New Testament. And that's a life change. One who was destroying the church and now is proclaiming the gospel and birthing the church and planting churches. For everyone who is a born-again believer, you have a story to tell about how Jesus Christ has changed your life. You know that He has. You know that you're not the person that you used to be. That you're different. That you have been radically changed. That the old has passed away. Behold, all things have been made new. That's what the Scripture tells us in 2 Corinthians 5.17 if anyone is in Christ. All of the disciples, seven of them were martyred. Seven of them were martyred. One of them was put on the island. A couple others lived out their life in, in just proclaiming the gospel on the run, but, but proclaiming Jesus Christ until they died. There's been countless people who have been martyred over and over and over. In Columbine in 1999, a lady, a little young girl by the name of Cassie Bernal was there and she was not going to deny Jesus and she was shocked. Jim Elliott was a missionary who went to South Africa and he was sharing 
the gospel with an indigenous tribe down there who didn't care anything for it. And he was murdered. He never got to see one convert, but the mission didn't stop. And after his death, that whole tribe came to know Jesus Christ. Why? Because Jesus was not only worth living for, He was also worth dying for. And for many of us here today, we know that Jesus is real because we've been radically changed. There are Christians all over the world who are giving their life for the cause of Christ because Jesus means that much to them. And yet we have all the luxuries that we have in America and sometimes we're afraid to even stand up and say, I know Jesus is my personal Lord and Savior. Let me share Him with you. People are giving their lives each and every day because there's power in the resurrection. Power to change life. But there's also power over hell and the grave. In Revelation chapter 1, verses 17 and 18, the Bible says, Do not be afraid. Jesus is talking. He says, I am the first and last. I am He who lives and was dead. And behold, I live forevermore. And I hold in my hand the keys to death and Hades. You see, He conquered death, hell and the grave. There is power in the resurrection. Jesus Christ is alive. And if you know Jesus Christ today, you're going to live forevermore. Your mansion's already been built. Your name's in the Lamb's book of life. You have the security of all securities, not based on you, but based on the finished work of Calvary's cross and a living Savior. You see, anybody who follows any other religion, their God's dead. Their God can't save them. And they live in fear and they die in fear. But for we, as a believer in Jesus Christ, we have the hope of the resurrection because the power of the resurrection to change life, the power over death, hell, and the grave, the power over sin and darkness, the power to change us and to change our want to and to change our desire from what we always wanted to be to be something that follows Jesus Christ, to live forever for Him and to allow Him to have control of our lives, whatever it may mean. You see, that's the power that's in the resurrection. The third reality is this. Death is dead because there's hope in the resurrection. There's hope. Paul gives us this analogy and he talks about Jesus and he said, look, if Jesus, if Jesus didn't resurrect, then there's no hope for us. If Jesus isn't alive, then, then we're, we're crazy for even being here this morning. Do you realize that? That we're the most pitiful, crazy, sick, lunatic people in the whole world if Jesus isn't alive. But because Jesus is alive... We're the only people that have got it right. Those who have decided to serve Jesus Christ, we've got it right. We've got hope. We've got something that's going to live forever. Hope is defined as a confident expectation. I don't know about you, but I know that I'm going to go to heaven one of these days. It's a matter of fact. I don't fear death. I'm not looking forward to it right now, but you know what? If He wants to split the eastern sky and take me out of here, I'm ready to go. I've never died before, but you know what? I'm not afraid of it because I know that means the beginning of real life. That means the beginning of something that I've never ever experienced that I've always wanted to experience. We all want to experience heaven. I've not met very many people. I've met a few people. I don't know what was wrong with them, but I met a few people who said they looked forward to going to hell thinking it was going to be a party. You see, what was wrong with them is they didn't know what hell really is. Hell's a place of torment. It's a place that God created for Satan, those who followed Him, the angels who followed Him, and that's all hell was created for. But hell is a place that we choose to go when we choose some other way other than Jesus Christ. When we choose to think that our way is better than God's way, 
and we think that it's going to get us to heaven, then we get hell. Hell is a place of torment. Torment is something that happens to us based on our decisions, based on the choices that we have made. Some of us are tormented with the vehicle payment because we wanted to buy something that was more expensive than we needed. Some of us are tormented with the spouse because we thought love at first sight was about lust and about sex and about crazy stuff. Some of us are tormented with alcoholism and drugs and all these things that we thought were going to bring about hope to us. And we have to live with the torment because of the decisions that we made. And some people are going to spend eternity in hell because of the torment of a decision to say, you know what, there's got to be some other way than Jesus. Listen to me, friend. Jesus is the only way to heaven. Heaven is a prepared place for prepared people. Jesus tells us that in John 14. He says, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place, I'll come again to receive you unto myself. And how do we get there? He said, how do you get there? I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. We get to heaven through Jesus Christ. It's a prepared place for prepared people. And if we anticipate heaven, we have that hope of heaven. We anticipate so many times that we have friends and loved ones that are going to make it to heaven, but there's no evidence of salvation, of changed life in their life. That ought to concern us. We ought to be heartbroken over people who think they're going to get there and they don't know Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. We ought to be concerned about people who are good people in our eyes, but the Bible tells us there is none righteous, no, not one. We ought to be concerned about our neighbor who, who we love, but we've never shared Jesus with and we've really not lived like Jesus in front of them. Because their blood one of these days is going to be on our hands. But for we as believers, we have a hope. We have a hope, a confident expectation that heaven is where we're going to spend eternity. We have a hope. You see, hope is the reason we're here this morning. Some Almost 2,000 years after Jesus stepped out of that tomb, here we are meeting today to celebrate the life of Jesus Christ. Why? Because we have a hope that heaven's going to be ours. We have a hope of eternal life. Life because of Jesus Christ. We have a hope... That death, hell, and the grave isn't going to conquer us. That Jesus overcame all of those things. And so, there's a death of death because of the hope of the resurrection. And finally, there's a death of death because the resurrection destroyed death. The resurrection destroyed death. It's right here in verse number 20 and 21 and 22. It says, now, now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the first fruit of those who have fallen asleep. For since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all died, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. Hallelujah to the Lamb. We're made alive because Jesus conquered death. The resurrection destroyed Death. Jesus set the bar high. He's the first fruit. Guess what? If He's the first, there's going to be a second, a third, a fourth, a fifth. And, and all throughout humanity who knows Jesus Christ, we're going to be the afterfruits of Jesus. They're going to rise again. And we're going to spend eternity with Him. You see, death came through Adam in the Garden of Eden. The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 3, verse 3, that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. 
In Romans 6.23, the Bible says the wage of that sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. If we know Jesus as our personal Lord, God extends grace. Grace is God's riches at Christ's expense, and we get heaven. You see, the resurrection destroyed death. Death died through Jesus' resurrection. We are made alive in Christ. You see, in 1 Corinthians, if you flip on over in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and you look at verses 54, 55, 56, and 57, Paul says, Then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? O Hades, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have victory in Jesus today because the resurrection destroyed death. Little known fact, but a little more hope and a little more excitement for you and I as a believer. You know what? Jesus is also coming back again. He's coming back again. In John chapter 20, you can turn there, but you don't have to. In John chapter 20, the Bible says that Peter went out and the other disciple, that being John, and they were going to the tomb in verse number 3. And so they both ran and the other disciple outran Peter and came to the tomb first. And him stooping down and looking in, he saw the linen cloth lying there, yet he did not go in. And then Simon Peter came, followed him, and he went into the tomb. And he saw the linen cloth lying there. And the handkerchief that had been around his head was not lying with the other linen cloths, but folded together in a place by itself. And then the other disciple who came to the tomb first then also went in. And he saw and he believed. You see, what's the significance of the folded handkerchief? Jewish custom said this, that if you were eating and you were finished with the meal, when you got up, you would just take your handkerchief and you'd lay it down. You'd take your napkin, you'd lay it down, you'd go and reside and do whatever you wanted to. But if you were coming back, you'd take your napkin, you'd fold it up and you'd lay it at your place so that the house... Uh, guests and, and servers could come and look and say, you know, they're coming back. Let's don't take their plate. You see, Jesus is alive and He's promised that He's coming back to take us home to be with Him. We have a hope that Jesus is coming back and He's going to resurrect us and He's going to take us to heaven to be with Him so that we can forever be with the Lord. That's not possible if the resurrection didn't destroy death. You see, death is dead because Jesus is alive. Death is dead in your life because you know Jesus Christ to be Lord in your life. And if you don't know Jesus, then you have death, and death means hell. And so my friend today, my question is this. Can you celebrate Resurrection Sunday because Jesus is alive and well in your heart? Have you trusted Jesus to be Lord in your life? Have you come to Him, confessed your sin, and said, God, I'm a sinner. I need you, Jesus, to save me. I believe you went to an old rugged cross. I believe you died there. But greater than that, I believe you rose again on the third day and you can give me life forevermore. And if you don't have that life, that life that comes through Jesus Christ, I encourage you, I invite you, I implore you right now to cry out to Jesus, Lord, forgive me. Save me and change me. And He will. You see, we've got a lot to be excited about as a believer. 
Because of today, we get to celebrate. Because of today, we have life forevermore. Because we celebrate a risen and a born again, a live Savior, Jesus Christ, we can be born again forever. And we have hope, we have excitement, we have love, we have things that, that just don't make sense to a lost and dying world. And we ought to be concerned about that lost and dying world and be willing to go and tell them about Jesus before it's everlastingly too late. So friend, i got a question for you. Do you know Jesus? You see, the greatest thing that you could do and the greatest gift that, that you could ever give God is to give Him your life. When you give Him your life, He exchanges it. He already did that on an old rugged cross with His. He takes something that's worthless and useless and just full of nastiness and makes it righteous. Has death died in your life because Jesus is alive forevermore? I hope and pray that you could say this Easter that I know Jesus Christ is my personal Lord and Savior. I know that I'm going to spend eternity in heaven because Jesus is Lord in my life. And He's given me life forevermore. Church, I pray that you celebrate Easter today, but not only today, every day of your life. I pray that you live in the victory of Jesus Christ because you have life forevermore and you know where you're going to spend eternity, in heaven. And as we live that way, with confident hope and expectation of knowing that heaven is our home, that the world would look at us and say, you know what, I want what they've got. I want the life change. I want the happiness. I want the peace. I want the zeal. And they can have it. All you got to do is show them Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for your love and your mercy and grace. And God, I pray right now, Lord, that you will come and that you'll speak to hearts and change lives as only you can. Father, I, I just thank you for this amazing day that we have, Resurrection Sunday, that, you, that, that, that Lord, that we would just exalt the name of Jesus Christ and we will lift you up on high. And Father, that we will live in the victory that we have life forevermore in Jesus because Jesus, you conquered death, hell, and the grave. And God, if there's anyone who's listening right now or those who may watch later on or those who are in this parking lot who don't know Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior, I pray that right now they would cry out, Lord, I'm a sinner. Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Thank You for dying in my place. Thank You for being alive forevermore. I believe You're alive. And I pray that You'll make me alive right now. Come into my heart. Save me and change me. Lord, we thank You for that hope. We thank You for that truth. And we thank You, Lord, that Your Word says that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Father, thank You for this Easter, this Resurrection Sunday. Help us to live each and every day as it's Resurrection Sunday. For it's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Church, Facebook Live, Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Thank you for coming and joining in this morning. Uh, if you are in the parking lot, we have biscuits and some other things. If you would like to participate, we'd love to get those out to you. And we love you. And if you have any comments, any questions, anything that's bothering you, if you want to know more about how to have a relationship with Jesus Christ, please message me, let me know. And have a wonderful Easter. Have a wonderful Easter. Celebrate this day in a mighty way so that the world can see Jesus in you. God bless you and have a happy Easter.
We're going to bless the food for those of you who want something to eat. Father, we thank you for the food that's been prepared and the men who've come out and brought it. Lord, I just ask and pray right now that you would uh, take it and strengthen our bodies, Lord, that you'll help us to be able to serve you. Just thank you for this day that we have. Thank you for this opportunity to serve you and to exalt the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we just pray that that uh, you'll bless each person today, that you'll give them safety as they travel home. Lord, that you'll keep everyone safe uh, from this virus that's going around. Lord, we pray that you'd heal those who are sick and that you would receive the glory. Lord, we know that it's in the name and in the power of Jesus Christ in which all things can be made new. And so we pray for that, Jesus, for it's in your name we pray. Amen. Where's the praise band at? Let's play something. You want to play something, Randy? Oh, let's play something. Esther. Which Esther are you talking about? Hey, don't be going that, Jason. What you gonna play? Play yourself? You liable to do pretty good at that. Let's go back and play My Redeemer Lives. Let's play My Redeemer Lives real quick, Hope. Yes. Heard cornbread run off, too. Huh? Oh, dear. Another rip, boys. Come on, let's play. He'll figure it out in a minute. Give him something to go out with. He's coming. Did you turn it off or something? A little of my Redeemer lives. Huh? E. I know He rescued my soul His blood has covered my sin I believe I believe My shame is taken away My pain is healed in His name I believe I believe I'll raise the Oh, my Lord has conquered the grave and my Redeemer lives. My Redeemer lives. My Redeemer lives. My Redeemer lives. Heather, coming to mute number 10. I know you rescued my soul. His blood has covered my sin. I believe. I believe. My shame is taken away. My pain is healed in His name. I believe. I believe. I'll raise a banner. My Lord.